Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Exactly. That's a perfect day is a whole free day. A day with no holes in the day or in you? A, within me. Uh-huh. Like psychic emotional holes. Mm. If I can, if I put in a full day of good work, mm-hmm. then there's no holes at night. And so I can have a good night. But if there's still holes left over, they're endless and I have to feed them. So... I'm really striving for every day to be a whole free day. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the concept of um, like the Swiss cheese layering effect where each layer might have a hole, but if you stack a bunch of layers on top of each other, the holes don't match up. So they're all ultimately covered. So That's... you could have like a Swiss cheese type of day mm. where there's holes, but covered holes. Right. That's a metaphor that I'm using that I heard on um, Baby Geniuses. <laughs> about, oh, the Emily Heller podcast. Yeah. Yeah, about, that's a, so good. It's so good about uh, COVID. Oh. <laughs> so maybe it doesn't work for psychic and emotional. Um, I have holes. so many problems with that metaphor, but I haven't heard that episode. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that covering Swiss cheese with more Swiss cheese fills the holes. Right. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. So they're they're using it to talk about COVID. So like each layer of protocols, like there are going to be some people in that layer of protocols, like social distancing, for instance, not everyone's going to do it, but if most people do it, and then in the next layer, it's hand washing and not everyone's going to do it, but most people do it. And those two layers put next to each other, there are going to be gaps and holes. But once you start stacking everything up on top of each other, they'll all... So if most people are doing most things will mostly be protected, but it doesn't really work for individuals or individual or psychological holes. Yeah. Because when you're talking about that, I totally know what you mean about that hole. Yeah. I just to say, to put a, to close that hole, I do agree with what they're talking about. That's a great metaphor for when it comes to community and population and mm-hmm. the hopes of getting this thing under control. Yeah. Love that. But I love when a it comes cheese to, metaphor. I love a cheese metaphor. <laughs> the more, the merrier. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but when it comes to like psychic holes yeah. or emotional holes. Can you plug those with cheese? <laughs> <laughs> have I in the past? Yeah, uh-huh. always. Yeah, a big thing of nachos, it helps in the time. Uh-huh. Nachos, they help at the mo- in the moment. Nachos, mm-hmm. great when you have them. <laughs> And then they're gone, and then there's a hole. And then there's, there's a, a nacho-shaped hole. hole. Oh, yeah. When you're talking about the hole, is it like a physical experience that you have, or is it energetic, or how does it situate itself? Have you ever seen, it's like a movie where somebody is like lifted up, almost like they're alien abducted, and they lean backwards, and all of these shooting bright lights keep mm-hmm. exploding out of different areas of their body until they explode into a big, bright light i think i've seen that movie yeah do you know what i'm talking maybe, about maybe yeah x-files or yeah any of the no yes. i hate this i'm oh, sorry no. why i um because i'm high and i don't want to start by talking about my feelings okay i just can't. can i force it <laughs> <laughs> okay we don't Nobody have wants to. to hear about my feelings we're not talking about feelings we're talking about like holes inside of you that happen especially like when you're under like all of the craziness that we're going through right now i have a hole it feels like a um 
I think of it as like when you see film burn. Yeah. And you know it's sort of like like cellophane burn or something, and it like whisks wicks away from the center really quickly, and it leaves like a sort of a perfect circle. Yeah. That's what mine feel like. Whoa. Yeah. It feels like I'll touch something that I'll rub up against something that'll like burn me, and then I'll feel like a energetic like whoop, and then I have that hole. Yeah. That's my. Okay, thanks for sharing that. So I don't yeah. feel like a castaway Tom Hanks in the moment. <laughs> We've all got holes, man. That's like a no. that is a <sighs> like universal experience. We all have holes. We all have holes. Not everyone is willing to admit to them. Some people just plug them up with stuff. That's where you know. That's what Thanksgiving and is. Come in. Yeah. That's where you know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Thanksgiving. You know what? I filled my hole with. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting to my favorite part of the show. Finally, it took a minute, but now we're here. What I filled my hole both energy my energy holes and my um real actual face hole i filled with sticky toffee pudding (sighs) on thanksgiving and that felt really good because it made me happy as well as full of sticky toffee pudding it was an incredible dessert props to you um the drizzle instagram story on weed and grub got a lot of thirsty attention a lot of squirt emojis uh-huh. and rightfully so it was fucking delicious mary jane you know paul hollywood on uh, the great british baking show makes a signature sticky toffee pudding dessert that i just discovered because i've been binging great british baking show why does that sound weird to me all of a sudden it's an impossible name to say out loud but everybody knows it <laughs> it's the hardest name to say in tv uh-huh. great british bake-off the, well that's how they say it that's what the show is actually called. And then they had to make it the Great British Baking Show for American and Canadian audiences. Oh. Although they probably, I don't know if they changed it for Canadian audiences, because I think Canadian audiences would respond to the, the Britishness of the Bake Off. But anyway, here way, in the USA. I didn't know that Paul Hollywood had his own signature one, but yeah. married, well, I, I challenged Paul Hollywood to a sticky toff off because oh. <laughs> the Mary Jane signature series is Fucking primo. Well, I was so excited. I knew I wanted sticky toffee pudding. I don't know where that bubbled up from. My dad grew up in the UK. I think maybe I had a lot of sticky toffee pudding. Sounds like you know exactly where it bubbled up from. I'm trying to think. (laughs) Maybe so many of you are like, I have no idea where it bubbled up from. I connected to my dad because it was a holiday and I miss him. I don't know. But I went on the phone and I looked a bunch and I was thinking like a sticky toffee bread pudding. I I wasn't sure. And then I landed on the New York Times cooking. recipe that I subscribe to for crazy events like like this. Yeah. Perfect timing. And it popped up and I made it and holy mother of God, I want everyone to have it. I want to make it every day. Mm -hmm. Sticky toffee pudding all day long fills your holes. (laughs) (laughs) What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? (laughs) I feel better now. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cooking, cannabis, culture, calling shit out and... Holes. How to fill them. How to fill them. How to fill them. How do you fill your holes? You know, cannabis helps. Weed is definitely a hole filler sometimes. And oh, sometimes, I mean, I'm high right now. Yeah. And it's helping my brain be one mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's just like, I feel like so much of my energy holes come from anxiety and weed calms me and keeps me in the moment and so it dissipates a lot of that anxiety so that's that's for me it's not necessarily a whole filler but a um it stops the holes from appearing i would say it's a whole um oh what's the word when it's a, something that stops something from happening you know what i'm talking about like to avoid it yeah it's a it's a before thing oh <laughs> 
Alec- <laughs> and that's that's my brain today. It's a before a placebo. No, prophylactic. A prophylactic. Thank you. Oh. It's something that you use to take precautions. Ah. So I would say weed for my brain and my anxiety is a prophylactic. Nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's actually really beautiful. Yeah. It covers things with a nice gentle layer of niceness. Protection. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that metaphor a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Like a condom for your brain. <laughs> I've got condoms on the brain because you just showed me that story about that sex doll. Oh, yeah. And I was, we were talking about rubber. The headline then... is a Kazakhstani bodybuilder married his sex doll after a whirlwind romance. It was uh, in the New York Post. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whirlwind. That's yeah. wild. I wonder how long they knew she each other. She is a condom. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. He's, yep. He's not going to need to buy rubbers ever again. His wife is made of it. She was a virgin, I hope. Yeah, I mean... You don't think she he bought her used, do you? Ugh, I don't know. Have you ever read the um, articles about sex, the sex doll industry? Because I'm really fascinated by it, because I it's, would buy one. It is fascinating. You would? Oh, yeah, I would absolutely buy They're one. They're very expensive. They are, but I think that the kind of... The kind of... Like, jacking off gets so fucking boring. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you could have a... Especially in quarantine, if you could have a companion... That is, here we go with Tom Hanks Castaway again. <laughs> if you can have a Wilson to your Tom Hanks, sure. Um, I think that's worth any amount of money. I imagine that the sex doll trade is doing quite well at the moment with people needing companionship. And you know, there was. Did you see that Quibi show with uh, Anna Kendrick? Sex doll. Sex, was it called Sex Doll? I believe so, but either way, <laughs> I didn't see it because it didn't interest me. I did see it because I love Anna Kendrick and I'll watch anything she does, and it was not good. Um, but the premise was kind of interesting and I would love to see them make it, um, better better (laughs) on a different platform. Right. Um, what's the premise? Anna Kendrick is so great. She finds out that her fiance has a sex doll and then she ends up like having conversations with it. The sex doll basically is alive when she's around. And so they have, I think I only watched the first couple of episodes, so I'm, I'm not doing a good job of explaining it. It's okay. You know, yep. it wasn't great, <laughs> but I think my thing, oh, please, I'm no, sorry. I just, I, I'm fascinated by it too. And I have watched like the, there was a documentary, maybe it was on vice about like how they're made Yes. and what care they take with them because they are going to be companions for people. And it is really easy to make fun of. And I think be sort of like, well, so it's a doll that you have sex, but it's like, it's a real kind of a lovely thing. And they do take very great care of like molding all of its anatomy and like making sure that they just look like a real girl. Yep. I think it's, it's kind of neat. It's I talk about fill your holes and yeah. your psychic holes. Wow. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Cuz I think I think the other part of it is as someone who has watched porn for too long of a time from a too early an age mm. and if you like watch porn and whether you jack off or not, it, the whole thing has this disconnect for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. from um, from like an actual sexual experience. but And so I feel like the next, like VR scares me, but the idea of having, like what's the difference between watching porn and being able to out, to live out some of your actual fantasies mm-hmm. with a non-judgmental thing that you purchase mm-hmm. for that reason? I feel like that is porn, but it's hopefully at a healthier level that allows you to maybe be more in touch with and accepting of yourself is that too highfalutin 
I, I think it's great. I mean, I think there's, you know, like one of the things that is the scariest thing in the world. Sorry, new me. corner, oh. highfalutin. Highfalutin. Had to call it out because it, like our sex corner, like it's where called we, it's called highfalutin. That makes no sense. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I do like having a highfalutin corner though. Yeah. High horse. Yeah. Giddy yep. up. Take a hike. Just our weird corner of like esoterica. It's just for yeah. and erotica. <laughs> highfalutin. Anyway. Highfalutin. Okay. Well, I was going to say one of the things that's the scariest thing in the world to me is fucking incels, you know, and that whole insane rise of the, you know, angry guy who just feels like the whole world is against him and he can't get any woman to pay attention to him. And so he becomes violent. And, you know, there have just been so many um, acts of violence against people and women because of that whole crazy thing. And I wonder if that, you know, if everyone were provided access to a sex doll, if that would maybe mitigate some of that fucking rage. I think so. Get your needs taken care of. I think so. Cause you could even peg yourself with a sex doll if that's what you're into sure. in the privacy of your own home. And that's like, and I say that because there's such a stigma around that also. Pegging? Yeah. So. <laughs> really? Oh, especially like when growing up where I grew up. Uh-huh. Because it's. It makes you gay. Right. Right. Which is an insane case. thought. Right. But that is the thought that permeated through mm-hmm. my existence growing up. If you're penetrated as a male, that uh, as a guy, yep. then that makes you gay. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that's my first... Millions of straight men who love getting penetrated would disagree with that, right? A hundred percent. And so would their female partners. like Who enjoy penetrating. Exactly. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> so Hot and kinky. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. to take your incel steps, like that's why mm-hmm. I use that as an example of something that might be like a pop-off point right. in, the, in the mind that is like scary as hell. But yeah. if you can like do something about it in the safety of your own home. Yeah. If you turn in your AR-15, you get a sex doll. Is that mm. a good government program? That would be a great government program. I wish it would fly. <laughs> That's a good government program. That would be a great government program. Instead of like going off, you get off or wait. Yes. No, I don't know if that works. It's, it's, po- Instead it's of called, popping it's called off? pop-off. Yeah. It's called pop-off. That's, <laughs> That's great. Great. Totally. Okay. Sex dolls for guns. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start that trade in. We'll start the nonprofit. We'll get 501c3 status and we'll be like, we are here to take your guns and melt them down and then give you a sex doll. Fuck. Could you make a sex doll out of a... Out of guns. Out of gun. (laughs) Like, could the inside frame be made out of melted gun? I don't think they have inside frames. Aren't they just like 100% silicone? I'm going to have to get one. I'll report back. You're going to have to get one. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're starting a weed and grub fund for Mike's sex doll. Oh, no. <laughs> you heard it here first. There's got to be better places to put your money than in my fucking pants. It's going to be great. I'm really excited <laughs> for you to report back about your experiences with your sex doll. When I come over, where's, where's it going to go? In the closet? Or is no. she just going to like hang out with us? Yeah, chair. She's our nice. producer. Great. We'll put little headphones on her, put her hands on the mixer. This is this is going to be super weird. I'll talk to her. We'll slowly edge you out of the podcast until it's a... Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> what if she and I become best friends? You think that could happen? She could be like, uh, yeah, like our uh, our pod counselor. Maybe we just like learn a new way to talk to each other because we have a witness in weird. the room. Weird. It's getting too weird. Yeah. I just want to... I just want to... Pod nope. therapy. <laughs> nope. Oh, no. That doesn't make you feel good at all. No. <laughs> You don't want a, ther- a sex doll therapist? I just don't picture? want to talk about my feelings anymore this episode. If I can gotcha. avoid that and only be funny, all holes will be filled for this episode. Great. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's move on to our next uh, topic then. <laughs> well, there is there is more good news besides our um, sex doll gun yes. policy. Let's talk about more freedom. 
Yes. Well, let's, yeah, let's shout out a Golden State because we interviewed. Oh, that's right. It's Giving Tuesday. It's Giving Tuesday today as we're recording this. And um, this isn't quite related, but it is in the sense that they're giving back. So Nishant Reddy, who is the CEO of a Golden State, and we interviewed Nishant and his business partner, Simone, on the pod, I think, wow, like last year now. Yeah. 2019. It's been very cool to be able to follow them on Instagram and just see all the moves they are doing as individuals and as a Golden State. Living, living through, leading by example is so easy if you're a good person and you let that being a good person shine through. That's the fucking easiest way. That's exactly right. And Nishant is doing such amazing work with his weed company, with a Golden State. Um, he also has a um, investment company, I think, called Satya that's mm-hmm. in, involved in the cannabis industry. But um, a Golden State is partnering with the ACLU of Southern California to donate proceeds of sales and also to repurpose worker hours to raise awareness toward drug policy and criminal justice reform, which is so awesome that a weed company is just you know doing the right thing from the top 100 percent partnered with aclu of southern california so when you buy a golden state you know that some of uh, the proceeds of your purchase will be going toward working toward drug policy reform in california also a golden state just got a carbon neutral certificate I think they're the first company in the cannabis industry to receive it. And that means they rely entirely on sustainable energy from start to finish to grow their flower and get it to dispensaries. And they are funding projects to offset any carbon usage. And they also have uh, entirely sustainably sourced packaging. God damn it. It's completely net neutral. Yep. What a... Carbon neutral. Right. But the net of the whole... It's all... It all balances back yep. to zero. Yep. God damn it. You take something, you leave something. Isn't that cool? Yeah, the penny policy. Yeah. So Nishant is just an awesome person doing amazing work. He's one of the very few um, BIPOC CEOs in the cannabis space, and he's committed to diversity and inclusion with his work and a Golden State, and they're just doing cool stuff. Also, there's amazing flower. Yeah, it really is. It's delicious. They have delicious, delicious. My favorite is Night Sky. Yeah. I also got a caramel apple. Yeah, tasty. Congratulations. Thank you all for doing what you do. Yeah. Can we talk about Vancouver? Oh, yes. This is our Grubla Gazette. Yeah. Our news this week? Our news this week is my homeland, my country. I own Canada. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's so exciting because this is our Grubla Gazette is being reported by our friends over at Double Blind Magazine. Shout out, shout out. Shout out, Shelby and Madison. Um, so Double Blind has the story about Vancouver becoming the first city in Canada to decriminalize all drugs. On Wednesday, November 25th, Vancouver City Council unanimously voted to decriminalize all drugs from LSD to heroin, which is amazing. So they're following in the footsteps of Oregon, yeah. which passed a similar measure with the election. It's unfucking believable. It's really cool to watch it roll out. I mean, that's just the way forward. It is the way forward. Can I ask you what you picture when you hear that a place legalizes all drugs? Like, what is the imagery that fills your mind about that place? So this is an interesting point that you raise. It's not legal. They're decriminalized, meaning that so legalizing a substance like cannabis would mean that you can um, enact a regulatory framework so you can like sell it. 
but decriminalizing it just means that you're removing all criminal penalties. So there's no criminal penalty for possession or consumption. So having any of these drugs from LSD to heroin and weed, you it means you just wouldn't get in criminal difficulties because none of, of it. It's a none of my business move. It's being treated as a health issue. Yeah. So if you're struggling with addiction or if you're you know having any any issues with any um, drugs, that means that you are you know going to get help from hopefully a, a clinic or you know a treatment center, um, but you are not going to be arrested and put in jail. For, this is a huge distinction you know, I didn't know. So this many people so are important. suffering. Yeah, wow. the, the big difference. So the thing that the Biden-Harris administration will hopefully first do is to decriminalize cannabis at a federal level, meaning they'll take it off the Schedule 1. You know, right now, cannabis is a Schedule 1 drug. Which Isn't there something underneath it that's more... <laughs> heroin and meth. <laughs> that's Schedule 2, right? Yeah. Whoa, come on, y'all. <laughs> Uh, meth, definitely. I think cocaine and meth. Maybe heroin is schedule one. I can't remember. But yeah, it's like they're saying that cannabis is uh, worse for you than meth. So anyway, it's a schedule one. And um, there's never been a uh, MTV True Life. My son is addicted to weed. No. episode. Right. So yeah, but the MTV did come to my college, um, uh-huh. Truman University, and they filmed a True Life um, meth episode where I was while I was going to school what was that like uh eye-opening yeah eye-opening to the culture that was in and outside of the college that I didn't know about so they were filming like in the hallways as you were going to school about math no I think it was um people who live there not not in the college itself like my college wasn't on MTV they MTV was in town talking to maybe a family or something. Wow. I don't know. But Did anyway. Did you see the episode? Uh, no, I had no interest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know what that's going to do for me. Right. Yeah, watching a show about people suffering from drug addiction is, like, tough. Yeah. <sighs> Not my kind of porn. Right. For real. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, um, back to decrim, because yeah. uh, Kamala did uh, say it in her VP debate, so... <laughs> Yes, she did. Uh, And I think it's hopefully going to be a priority of the Biden-Harris administration. You know, uh, a lot of people right now are like, we're not too sure that's actually going to happen. Maybe they just campaigned on it and it's not true. Yeah. What if it's kind of like student loan debt where Chuck Schumer tweeted out on day one, Biden can get rid of $50,000 in in student debt. And then like a week and a half later, the tweet came out and it was like, he could get rid of $10,000 in student debt. And then on his birthday, Biden was like, could everyone send me $5? (laughs) Uh, We need to fight against this Trump thing. And it was like, yo, what happened, dude? So what if they do the same thing with weed? They just walk it back and walk it back. They're like, now is not the time. Well, the Moore Act will be in front of Congress to um, decriminalize marijuana. So that's like happening. That's a bill that's actually going to be in front of Congress. So it's not just on Biden and Harris. It's actually going in front of Congress for a vote in front of the House. Um, but yeah, the difference between decrim and legalization is just that decriminalization removes all criminal penalties for it. It means it stops all policing for it. So you wouldn't be able to arrest someone on suspicion of having weed to get to them for something else, which is so often uh, what happens, that whole fucking stop and frisk bullshit in New York. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, well, look what we have here. And now we can double, triple and quadruple down on you. Yeah. Fucking yeah. That also does make me think, though, that if because now that I've learned that decrim and legal is different, Mm -hmm. decrim sounds like the necessary first step towards legal. Like it feels like the door is open. Right. And then it's a matter of time till everybody's invited inside. Right. I mean, it's it's the most important part. It's one of the hugest parts of defunding the police is like taking away policing of this entire section of 
you know, the culture of, of drugs and, you know, taking all of those resources and funneling them into treatment programs and education and expungement of drug records and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, the next step would be to legalize so that people who've been most affected can, you know, get into the industry and hopefully we can make some reparations to the people who fucking suffered. Fucking, yeah. Under the war on drugs, which is, you know, at this point entering 50 years. True. And still fucking going on. I mean, D.C. legalized weed. It's totally legal for okay. adult use and medical in D.C. And people are still being busted for it. I don't DC understand. Because it's not legal for sale. So, like, even though the District of Columbia voters said we want legal cannabis, there's no regulatory framework in place because the federal government, which is so present, obviously, in right. D.C., yeah, stopped them from putting in place a regulatory framework. So there's this, like, gift economy where you basically have to, like, buy a T-shirt and then they can give you weed. Yeah, you know, yeah. So you're not actually buying the cannabis. But so the police are still able to because it, there's no real framework in place place to um be able to openly and legally um trade in cannabis so people are still getting arrested for it predominantly black and brown men of course jesus christ so we need to put some ice trays in the goddamn freezer and get some cubes yes (laughs) yes like we need framework yes we need structure yes got it it's got to be fucking decriminalized and then legalized that's Mm. It. So Vancouver is, you know, and this is everything in Vancouver. All drugs have been decriminalized in Vancouver, British Columbia, which is a great city. Is it? Have you ever been? Uh, not, no. It's well, yes. Beautiful. Wait, were we, mm, maybe, is my short, <laughs> long <laughs> We went answer. to Victoria. Oh, yeah, Victoria. Yeah, you and I went to Victoria on our Alaska to California tour yeah. a year ago, but, a year and a half ago now. Yeah. We went to Victoria. Huh. which is on Vancouver Island, and Vancouver is across the way on the mainland of British Columbia. It's, it's Oh, beautiful. that's their D.C. Vancouver Island is like their D.C. Um, just so? Um, just because we have a Washington, we have a Washington, D.C., so I thought, I'll say something smart, like Vancouver oh, yeah. is Washington, and Vancouver Island is D.C. Uh-huh. Must be a one-to-one in my, it's a one-to-one in my head. Got it. Thanks for moving on. Are your neighbors <laughs> moving out right now? What's happening? Uh, I think they're moving. Uh, I think they're on the ceiling, maybe. I don't know. It's so loud. My These walls are thin, mm-hmm. and usually I don't mind it because it, you can hear everyone living their lives and having fun. Good music, good sex, yeah, good good times, uh-huh. um, but we do need to implement podcast hours. Yes, there <laughs> just needs to be a little window. We need to like upgrade our equipment and get some um, better yeah, stuff going on. I think this is next steps. Big fat next steps. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm also ready to just be on a network and, you know. Put it in the air. Put it in the air. Yeah. Fucking 2021, baby. Yep, I'm ready too. Let's do it. We're getting there. We are. We've well, got big stuff happening right now. We've got a bunch of stuff popping. I know, it's cool. Yeah. This late grade is making me a little, um, like, I can't stop playing with this oh. top to my seltzer bottle. Yep. Um, I'm just loving it. Yeah? Yeah. Fucking shout out late grade. I'd love to. Well, (laughs) so for everybody who was asking when, you know, when you threw the joint in my mouth on Instagram and I caught it right side out and we were celebrating, Mm -hmm. it only took like three tries, right? Yeah. It was honestly, I'm not a very good thrower. You would have caught it first try if I'd been better at tossing. I'm not great at tossing. Do you trust... (laughs) (laughs) 
That's so goofy. I think you would have caught it on the first try. What if, if late been... grade had a strain called salad toss? I'd smoke that, wouldn't you? <laughs> that should be the Wien Grub strain. That should be if the Wien Grub. If we ever come out with Yo, a strain. Yo, late grade, do a collab with us. Salad toss? And we will come out with salad toss. Mm-hmm. And I will toss it and Mike will catch it. <laughs> I'll get better, I promise. That was so great. That, that toss, you did catch it. It was very fun. People liked it a lot. And uh, that was because uh, we had fucking late grade and we were shouting them out for Green Wednesday. Well, what did you have? What did we smoke before that? Because I felt like dialed in. It was uh, the Lemon Sour Diesel, which is their sativa. So they have a bunch of... No wonder I was dialed in. Yeah. Fucking, I was Neo. It was amazing. Great daytime strain. (laughs) They've got a bunch of proprietary strains. So their Lemon Sour Diesel is a cross of Lemon OG Kush with my favorite, New York Sour Diesel. And it's fucking awesome. For I didn't the know daytime. Sour Diesel's your favorite. Yeah, New York man. Yeah, that's I, my friend won a quarter pound of Sour Diesel at a poker game once, and he couldn't keep it because he gets got drug tested all the time, and so he gave it to us, and we just smoked it all summer long, and it was we were like super popular. <laughs> <laughs> Our parties were lit. <laughs> it was amazing, and that's it, awesome. yeah, it's always been my favorite New York um, Sour Diesel, or just Sour Diesel is. Um, Number three, I know this because I just wrote about it, was number three on the greatest all-time strains uh, on the High Times list of the 25 greatest. Holy cow, really? New York Sour Diesel is That's number three. That's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I got to tell you, like when I hit that, um, I felt dialed in. I could see you crystal clear. I had mm-hmm. like 4G vision. Mm-hmm. 4K? 4K. I had 5G brain and 4K vision. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's great for a daytime. It's super energetic. It's like perfect for hiking or like if you're feeling creative, if you want to write, it's awesome. Um, so their lemon sour diesel mm-hmm. is LSD. Ah. Is, uh, yeah, they're flower and they also have it in the pre-rolls, which is fantastic. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, if you're in California, Lake Grade, check them out. Check out Lake Grade. Yeah. They have an IG. I think it's just big fat letters, all caps, Lake Grade, right? Yep. Yeah. It sure is. I love a good stamp. I love a powerful caps lock mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. I think I think capital letters have got to be one of my like favorite power moves of all time. I feel like I'm getting shouted at. With a caps people. letter? Yeah, like Kanye's always yelling. You no. Know? Yeah. You hate too many exclamation points. Lake Grade is all caps, but they're like they're just like letting you know that it's like good sun grown shit. That's and, true. They're not shouting at me. And also Lake Grade isn't tweeting out Bill Cosby innocent with <laughs> nine hundred exclamation points. They sure aren't. <laughs> so let's <laughs> That's something they're not doing. <laughs> what they are doing is giving us a great flower that we're enjoying. <laughs> All the time. They have a bunch of... They also have a strain called Bogota Berry mm. that I really dig. And uh, Banana Kush. They've got so many great things. Head over to, to their IG and check them out. And also on the internet. If you're in California, you can um, get it delivered with ease. Oh, that's right. Like the delivery service. You can get it delivered with ease, uh-huh. which is yes, the delivery it's very service simple. called ease. Oh, no. I thought you meant simple. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk a little bit... So, actually, I wanted to know if people want to know if any listeners could let us know if you want to know more about strains okay yeah well uh, yeah great right Mm -hmm. because we had a review uh or a dm from someone who said that they wanted to just hear us talk more about like specific strains of cannabis i was like oh that might be a neat little segment to introduce like every so often where we have a strain segment i would i love that boring fucking thing that i just introduced a strain segment Furthermore, it's and called furthermore as well 90% as 90% indica and 10% sativa. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think it would be cool because, like, the story behind Sour Diesel is basically the dude who was the grower behind um, 
the strain got fucking famous in New York because he had the most fire weed that everyone wanted and he grew an empire on it and sour diesel was like the most expensive weed in new york city where weed was the most expensive anywhere and there's an awesome video that you can actually watch where he breaks it down i think it's on mary jane um where he talks about that time in the 90s when he came up with sour diesel and then he so he crossed chem dog 91 okay very famous uh which was initially popped from seeds that were from a Grateful Dead concert. There's a cool story about Chemdog. Wow, that's and then neat. Super Skunk, which is, you know, gorgeous and fat and skunky it's, and pungent. It's the first, like, kind bud I ever had access to in Missouri was Super, super skunk? skunk. Yeah. Like, that is something that is, like, near and dear to my heart because it was the first time um, we weren't popping seeds and, mm-hmm. tr- and it wasn't just, br- yeah, that crackle and that brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that Wow, this is very cool. So, yeah, so he crossed uh, those two strains and then it like just blew up in New York. Everyone was so excited about it. Like all of the fucking rappers were like all about it. You know, Method Man and Red Man and all those guys, the whole High Times office, like they still talk about those days, those legendary days of like nice. Sour Diesel when that came on the scene. So I don't know, it's just fucking neat. And it's a beautiful, like if you haven't ever had Sour Diesel, I highly recommend picking some up the next time you get a chance if they have it at your dispensary. It's just delicious. It's super tasty. It's got that gas. Yes, it do. And it's, you know, super frosty and it'll get you super high. (laughs) (laughs) Super, super, super. Yeah. Yeah. What is, I'm just racking my brain. I I like learning about this stuff from you and with you. So I hope people are interested in maybe us doing more strain. And if not, just don't say anything at all. But if you are interested, then okay. Let us know. Let us know. You know, like you can always go on Leafly and look it up, but I always love talking about the story behind the strain. Like there's, you know, a bunch of information online that you can find out about like terps and you know the cannabinoid profile and all that kind of stuff but it's just neat to know about like the the myth behind the flower i only want to learn if it's fun and cool mm-hmm. i don't you know yeah yeah it's fun there's like weed lore can be a little dusty and a little kind of feel like i don't know a little creaky sometimes well i think there's like different sections for different types of people right and most of those sections um make are creaky for me are creaky for you. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. you're not so much into hearing about like the origins of 420 or. or I, like... I No, I like history. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when it gets into percentages and math. Oh. Um, like nerd I, stuff. I need, I need a huge dose of weed uh-huh. to listen to weed math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, can we give a shout out to the original weed nerd right now, Danny Danko, because one of our listeners just let us know in a DM that he had listened to our F with Danko recently and then repurposed his closet and started his own home grow because of Danko's Grow your own, baby. Grow your own. Grow your uh, fucking, yeah, and check out Danko's podcast, Grow Your Own Bud. And uh, yeah, he's just fantastic. The original weed nerd. Like there were so many times at Cannabis Cups where See, I See, he just... makes it cool because he listens to Wu-Tang and he's like... He's mad cool. He's mad cool. Yeah. He was like fucking... He I, came up in he's Boston. My, like, as he's a my fucking... Bill Nye. Yeah. He was like, you know, like a skater and fucking... He used to tag shit and he's just neat. And yeah. he knows so much about weed. And I used to watch him at the Cannabis Cup. Like at the end of the day, we would all hang out in the parking lot always, no matter where we were. We would all meet up in the parking lot to like burn one and you know usually have some drinks and uh 
he would just gradually like kind of drift off to the corner and then like there would just be this assortment of people who would kind of like circle around him and they would just start talking like super mad weed knowledge. It was really, I was like, oh, the weed nerds have arrived. Yeah. Yeah. See, it was really neat. I understand that feeling because that is like when you start hanging at like a party or something and then a bunch of freestyle cypher circles break out in like deep corners somewhere and you just want to be, I just want to be lingering around that circle hearing everybody go off yeah so i do understand like the circle community absolutely yeah. i used to love ending up in the circle in the kitchen where everyone's just doing insane bits that you know? fills a hole you want to talk about yeah. a circle fills a hole yeah that's so true right that's lovely the <laughs> that, circle does fill a hole a circle fills maybe that's a hole. why we're feeling so full of holes is we don't have our circles we're a circle of two a circle I mean, we've of been two a circle of two for a long time in yeah. this pandemic that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't be your own circle. You cannot be your own circle. No man is an island. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, I was listening to, I'm shouting out a lot of podcasts on our podcast It's today, Giving but, Tuesday. You know, it's Giving Tuesday. I love my favorite murder. I love Georgia and Karen so much. And I have never missed an episode since I discovered that fucking awesome show. And they were talking, I think, in this week's app about how it's been hard to put out a podcast. They do it twice a week during the pandemic. And they were like, I just need to acknowledge that. Like, it's it's kind of been tough to come up with stuff and put it out. And I just wanted to be real about it. You know, I think Karen was like, I just need to kind of acknowledge that. And I was like, yeah, that's actually a good uh, moment. Gave me pause. And I was like, we've put out our pod every week and I'm really proud of us doing that because I yes. think there are some some days where it's like woof shit's crazy. I can think of a couple recently where I just like listened and I was like yo glazer you are not on your game because mm. you're you've just you know sometimes this the sandpaper of the day runs smooth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I just uh want to acknowledge that. Also Karen uh and Georgia come on our podcast. Yeah. Anytime. All Fuck the time. Yeah. Please. Please. And also congrats. Yeah. Mary Jane on oh. putting out a fucking podcast. You too. Every week this mm-hmm. year. And yep. we've never missed a week. Yep. I'll knock on wood, wood on that. <laughs> yeah, we both, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if it gets too good too fast. <laughs> um, but fucking congrats. I like doing this with you and I am proud that we've, you know. Same. Muscled. Muscled. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, we're still filling our holes and making <laughs> circles. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> uh, we finally get to do a TED Talk and yeah. it's like, folks. Holes and circles. <laughs> And everyone's like, what? Think they about s- it. They said something about salad tossing. Yes. <laughs> Holes and circles. A circle fills a hole. Or it is a hole. We don't know. And a circle. A hole is a circle. Under your chair is a joint. I need you all to light it before we move on anymore. Everybody hold hands. <laughs> okay, now everybody hum. And we're good. Thank you for coming, Thank to, you our for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> Circles, holes, and hums. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's all we need to do. Everybody just smoke a joint. A hold hands. Hold your own hands if no one else is around. Hum. <laughs> Ooh, it's fine. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We are going to be fine. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, Captain, the intercom is still on. Can you oh. please not? <laughs> We're going to be fine. 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 We're all going to be fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. <laughs> Get me out of this, Mike. Come on. <laughs> Yo, it's so funny. Well, we have so many things to talk about. Yeah. 
What else? Where do you want to go next? All, oh, we, anywhere. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, we were talking about the sticky toff. Yeah. Is it too early to talk about the other things that we cooked for Thanksgiving? No. Okay. Never too early. Wait, can I say one thing before we get into that? That's, yes. Can I have a craw corner for the Ooh. for today? Things okay. that are something that's sticking in my craw. Something's lodged in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's in my hole? What's... Craw. What's stuck in your craw hole? <laughs> I got a lot of craw today. Oh my god! Okay, carry yeah. on. Here's my craw. Here's, <laughs> you're just making me think of this bird that I just saw reach into a pond and pull out some enormous fish and swallow it whole. And Whoa. that bird just did not look like it was going to fit. It made it. I worried about the bird, but I just all of a sudden had an image of you like with like you know something just real stuck it's real like lodged a, yeah yep. a fish problem yeah in my craw what is the fish stuck in your craw mike the fish in my craw is if there's a line of people behind you mm-hmm. and you're buying something mm-hmm. get out your fucking debit card before the cashier says the total and asks you for your card we all know how this works by now so Get a move on so I can get on with my life and have your quit. There's too many buckles on wallets. There's too much. I don't. This feels like stand up, but I'm angry and I don't want it to be stand up. But just get out your fucking debit card and act like you've bought something before so that you can like get out of there and I can get there. Man, everyone's just having such a hard time right now. You can't be mad at that person. They're like, are you kidding me? They could be having a terrible day. They just were lost in thought about something happening in their life. They need a minute. Uh. <laughs> Did I tell you about the guy? I can't remember if I've talked about it on here about the guy who like I kind of like accidentally backed into his path in a grocery store and the way he like huffed and rolled his eyes was like I had just like killed his dog. I mean, he was so like Did you hit him with your backpack? I didn't even hit. I just like stepped one step back into his oncoming trolley. What the fuck is it called? Shopping cart path. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I'm doing my best. <laughs> Anyway, he was very mad. It was funny to picture him like riding around the grocery store, <laughs> ding, 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 like up and down the aisles. With the little hat yeah. hanging out the side. Just, yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah, I don't know why I called it a trolley. That was weird. I was thinking of Mr. Rogers, maybe. Anyway, there's a lot up here. There's a lot going on. Sure. Um, but he was so mad because I sort of like accidentally got in his way, totally unintentionally. He was so overtly angry right away and then I immediately was angry back because I was like you don't fucking know what I'm going and then I was like whoa that shit like was just from me accidentally stepping into someone else's path and we're both at a fucking 11 shit's crazy right now I know do you not think I have a valid craw yeah I want everyone to have their debit card out all the time just put it in your hand when you walk into the store yeah Yeah. at all times yes get okay I just had to push back Okay. <laughs> or do Apple Pay. I mean, come on. Why are oh, you, why are you touching not... anything? What does Apple Pay do for you? I've never used it. You have to. T- it's a contactless payment system. Oh yeah. Yes. Man, I can't wait till I'm getting Retina Apple. Really? Apple Retina? Fucking why not? You're so anti-corp. I feel like you, you're never going to do that. I think Apple is one of the only ones who stands by themselves, though. Mm. You know, when it comes to privacy and transparency, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to believe that they're transparent at all. But no. the the veil of transparency and privacy is strong with them for me. And uh, that's really all I can ask for in a world where the, the power game is too far gone to actually destroy it. 
I would like to point out that they did preload a bunch of iPhones with that fucking U2 album. Like That's right. Oh, <laughs> that can was you imagine Apple. if I had Apple Eye and all of a sudden my fucking eye starts playing uh, Hello, Hello. Some bad U2 album that nobody wanted. Da, 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 no, it wasn't beautiful. even a classic. Yeah, I have to cl- blink to m- muffle it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, you have to close ah! your eyes so no one can hear U2. <laughs> Terrible. Good point. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. Oh, Everybody man. get your debit cards out if Mike is behind you. <laughs> you all know what he looks like, right? <laughs> Even with a mask, you can you can see him coming. Okay. Let's do the scenario. Okay. If I said, if you were in front of me and you were a stranger and we were at Starbucks. Okay. And I walked in and said, hi, everyone. Can you please have your money or debit or whatever it is ready <laughs> uh-huh. for when you order? Because we all know that's the next step. Mm-hmm. And then you won't have to dig and say sorry and try and pull up your Starbucks app and there's no Wi-Fi, and you're like, sorry, this never happens, and all of those things. Could you just be like ready for the transaction that you've done a million times so that we can get through this? Mm-hmm. Would you respect that? I have already called the police on you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right when you started talking, because anyone walking anywhere and saying, hi, everyone, is the next thing is like, get on the floor. <sighs> I'm robbing this place. Yeah. Don't ever talk to anyone ever anywhere. <laughs> That's the <laughs> At rule. At all. <laughs> Why would you do that? So now you're arrested. For a good suggestion. Sure, but nope. No. Okay. Maybe you could hand out flyers. I'm not going to take that flyer. I don't want to read your weird flyer that says, have your debit card out. (laughs) (laughs) You could hold the door open for people entering and just say, please have your debit card out, which is also weird. But if I, when I worked at Second City and I worked on the night staff, mm-hmm. we would make an announcement before the show and say, hey, everyone, please turn off your phones and have your tickets ready so we can get you seated as fast as possible. Yeah, you worked there. <laughs> <laughs> you were in a position of authority as a paid employee. This is not that. This is just you at Starbucks shouting at people, <laughs> which I think means that you should be taken away and made to stop. Yes. If you want to go get a job at Starbucks and tell everybody as they come up to the cash register, they'd probably oh, fire that, you for that, though. Yeah, yeah, they would, but that would feel so nice to say. And yeah. then start that trend, and people will be like, oh, I'll remember that for my next place that I'm shopping. I mean, I see you trying to lead by example. I do. Every time we've been shopping, I see you with your debit card it's out. Ready. I don't need to be there Yep. doing that. Nope. Thank you. Okay. But also thank you for telling me I'm crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're in a Starbucks and someone walks in and says, hi, everyone? <laughs> I would leave so fast. I would punch them and run. <laughs> the fuck away from me. <laughs> Lunatic. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, when you really say it out loud, it does sound fucking <laughs> nuts. <laughs> So nuts. So nuts. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, well, oops. Yeah. <laughs> Craw corner. Didn't last long. Craw, I, you got it out. Is it unstuck now? It is unstuck. Is feeling better? Yeah. My okay. throat hole is you, free. You swallowed it's that fish. It's a circle. Mm-hmm. Your, your throat <laughs> Great. Back to no longer a hole now, not a filled hole. Empty no. hole. But that one feels good to be empty. It's a nice empty hole. Nice empty hole. Glad we got there. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about deviled eggs, Mike. Oh, good. Yeah. Congratulations again, Mary Jane. Yes. You were on a cooking tear on Thanksgiving. Like you made some delicious fucking food and those deviled eggs were, uh, fucking epic. I don't know how else to say it. So good. The 
Uh, sticky toffee pudding was my crowning achievement. But the deviled eggs, I was pretty proud of. I'd never made a deviled egg before. They're very easy. But I feel like uh, the ones that we made, we added taco seasoning. And that yeah. was like a nice little twist. I was hoping that you would kind of break down the recipe for anyone who's looking for a, a, a devilish twist. Well, I was <laughs> just kind of like mucking around in the kitchen. And I thought that I kind of like, uh, what's the word? I um, ganked, I don't even know. Like I thought we were going to make them together, but then you, you like took a phone call and I was hungry. And so I just whipped them up. I remember faking that. Yeah. Oh, you faked a phone call? <laughs> To get out of deviled egg duty? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, stepped up to the occasion and I whipped them up and I made them with pickle juice, mustard, mayo, salt, pepper, and taco seasoning. And then uh, garnished with a barbecue chip. Oh, it, it was, was fucking delicious. so fucking delicious. Yeah. And they kept the next... Um, I the next have them. Like, oh, you do? Mm-hmm. I bet they're still rocking. Yeah, I had one yesterday. Might <clears throat> explain some... Burps. <laughs> some issues. <laughs> My dog was giving me the side eye last night. He was like, whoa. He's still eating those deviled eggs a week later? Yeah. Yeah. We can all tell. (laughs) (laughs) You're farting in bed next to your dog. Yeah. It's hard to tell whose farts are worse. Yours or your dog's? Yeah. Oh, that's a fun game show. (laughs) Whose farts are worse? Name that fart. Like, do you think you would know... um, How long do you think... Do you think you would know your best friend's farts? No. In a in a in like a secretive Fox News, we don't know who this person is speaking situation. I don't feel like my friends fart in front of me. Do yours? Yeah. Your friends fart in front of you. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Hmm. Anyway, I don't want to talk about farts. I want to talk about devil <laughs> Um Same, same. <laughs> Six of one. Ah, that's an egg joke. Okay. Um, it's such a it's such a nice surprise. Deviled eggs. I love them. I yeah. fucking love them, but I never think of them. And then once I see them. Oof, I get excited. They feel very grown up to me. They feel like very like, you know, adult cocktail party situation to me. Yeah. Uh, my friend Meg sent me a meme that I thought was pretty funny that was like, hey, do you want to eat six hard boiled eggs in a row? No. Well, throw some paprika, mustard, mayonnaise, pickle juice on there and I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Because I really did eat a whole bunch. Explaining a meme doesn't work, does it? No. Wow, that was stupid. Sorry. It's okay. Apologies, everybody. Don't explain memes. <laughs> That's what comedy is going to become, though. Explaining memes? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be... Fucking I, brutal. Uh, you can see it happening? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, like, fuck Jerry is going to get a Netflix special. Oh. And it's going to be like, look at my memes! Look and at- people are going to just, like, point at the meme and go, damn, this is... Comedy. Great comedy with that meme. And I think I actually love memes. I just hate fuck Jerry. So yeah. to make that distinction. Well, so you're not trying to explain them to anyone. You're just looking at it, laughing and moving on. Yeah. Yeah. True that. Do you, why did you hate my deviled egg suggestion of trying to use Mountain Dew? No, just no. I don't like any Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, anything. Don't do it. I don't get it. I don't like it. It makes me angry. The DMs that we got and the people I was speaking to, Mm-mm. specifically Michael Walker, Mm-mm. said, oh my God, I would love to do a Dr. Pepper deviled egg where you you uh, hard boil them uh-huh. in the Dr. Pepper instead of the water Ugh. and use that as the jump off. And instead of a barbecue chip on top, a sliver of a... Uh, Coca-Cola gummy worm. No. That's so fun. It's not fun. It's a waste of food. Because <laughs> you're not going to eat it. You're just going to look at it. You. You're not going to eat it. A Dr. Pepper. Okay. Bat- Devil egg battle me. 
I will devil egg battle. Can you. Michael Walker do it? Yes. Can anyone? Can all of our? Can it? Can it be a tender friend? I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying. Can a devil egg battle a, to the death. To the fucking death. A devil death. A stoop. We'll have to like leave them on each other's stoops mm-hmm. and then zoom. Okay, let's set this up. Devil egg battle to the death. Because I'm gonna make some crazy heinous shit, and I bet you're gonna love it. I'm gonna make some delicious shit <laughs> that's gonna taste great, and I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> I already know what I'm going to make. What? I'm going to make... I saw a recipe that I wanted to try that involves boiling them in beet juice so the eggs turn pink, <clears throat> which sounds delicious and not weird. It does sound good. Yeah. The earthiness of the beet, I think it's going to be really good. Damn, those are going to be pretty too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a little smoked salmon on there. You know what? The battle's canceled. Let's just, <laughs> let's just have fun and oh, like great. share. Okay. And, and you know, if you don't want any of my DP deviled eggs, mm-hmm. my double penetration Dr. Pepper deviled eggs, Ugh. then fine, don't try them. But I would love to just like know how those beet ones taste. Mm-hmm. No competition, just some friends eating. Coward. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. Well, Michael Walker uh, has a cool thing going on that we also wanted to talk about. Well, he is one of our bud of the, buds of the week. Do we yeah. want to do buds of the week? Yeah, is it time? Um, now it is. Perfect. Okay, great, okay, great. great. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look at that time code. <laughs> and we're good. Okay. So, congrats, Michael Walker. Mm-hmm. Tender Friends Podcast. Uh, one of the hosts, he's doing Comfy Pup. I'm going to pull it up on my Instagram okay. and then celebrate Comfy Pup's pop-up yes. debut on December 6th. Saturday. Saturday. Um, so we got to taste the menu that Michael made for his pop-up, and we'll put some of the pics on our IG. Uh, there was oh, a right. fucking pork tenderloin sandwich, a Chicago dog, an incredible green bean mushroom casserole with crispy onions. That pork tenderloin sandwich mm-hmm. was not kidding when I texted our thread and was like, yo, it's three days later and I'm thinking about this sandwich and that Chicago dog. The Chicago dog yeah. is exactly Chicago brought to LA. It is fucking perfect. And that pork tenderloin sandwich, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but I legit had cravings for it. Yeah. I'm still having cravings for it. <laughs> the fucking dog that blew my mind was the, I think he called it a green river dog. Yes. <clears throat> Which is the Chicago river gets dyed green for pa- St. Patrick's day. Ah, okay. This fucking hot dog has French fries just on the dog. You've never seen a French fry on a dog never. before. Wow. I will never go back. I will never go back. It was incredible. Well, if you want to see some delicious, delicious pictures of delicious, delicious food on Instagram, comfypup underscore LA. Michael Walker, we will see you at the pop-up pop-up. Yep. And I can't wait to get the pork tenderloin. I'm going to get a Chicago dog. You're going to get like five of them? Of everything? Sure. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Fucking of course. Five pork tenderloins? (laughs) Do we have a picnic? Whoa, yeah. Like go and be outside? Very far away from other people, but like find a find a sunny spot, maybe in Griffith Park, and like eat outside. I would love a picnic. That sounds nice. Shit, you know what? <laughs> I a- miss everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I miss the world. <laughs> yeah, um, a devil. I think a deviled egg is the perfect picnic companion. By the way, I just yeah. need to throw it out there because I think we've done it on an app where we builded our perfect picnic baskets. Yeah, and um, I hope we said deviled eggs in that episode. A deviled egg. What else is in your picnic basket uh, this time? The fucking. So- 
Mm, I'm I'm kind of not on the picnic wine right now anymore. I th- I think I would really like honestly a white claw. I think white claw is fun as hell. Nice. And on a picnic, it's a great sip. And then of course, you know, some delicious weed. I <sighs> that pork tenderloin, a deviled egg, and you know what's crazy? What? Don't make fun of me. I'm so into, because the weather changed, a hard, crisp apple in a way that I never have been before. That, like, what am I, 90? Because, like, I am all about crisp apples, mm-hmm. and I never have been until now. Nothing better than a crisp apple, man. A Keeping cold... them in the fridge? God damn it, Keep man. them in the fridge. Eat it with a slice of cheddar. Thank yourself later. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as a kid being absolutely infuriated when I would say that I was hungry and my mother would suggest that I would have a piece of apple and a slice of cheese. I was like, what are you even talking about? That's That's, insane. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is that... Sorry, I, yeah. yeah, I don't need to say anything. But you know, you yeah. feel my outrage, right? Yeah. As as like a You just put your arms up like yeah. you were hoping God would strike you down what, what for this nonsense. What are you talking nonsense. about? That's not food. <laughs> a piece of apple and a slice of cheese, you know? And of course now I'm like, it's the most delicious thing ever. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's healthy. It's good for you. It tastes great. The crunch of the apple, the tang of the cheese. <laughs> delightful snack. <laughs> Adults are so annoying. They're the worst. <laughs> They're so the annoying. fucking worst, man. I remember being a kid and just being like, what is anyone? They're all so stupid. They're all so stupid. Yeah. You know, and then you turn into one and, well, and, and you don't even know what happens. And you do a half hour on deviled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Stopped being fun a while ago. <laughs> oh, man. They're the worst. Adults are the worst. I can't imagine being a kid right now, especially just stuck with them all the time. Yeah. And not being around your friends. You know what, though? Because I didn't grow up as a kid today now, I do th- think and wonder and wish... I experienced like playing video games through headsets, Mm. having like Omegle to go and meet strangers all over the world and hopefully not see any dicks. Um, Is that like the new chat roulette? Yeah. Yeah. Omegle. And there's some really cool shit on there. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. Um, There's a guy on TikTok who got real popular because he would, if you found him on Omegle, he would just do these fun card tricks with you. And then he'd be like, follow me on TikTok. I do a bunch of these. And you get reactions in the moment. Great account. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I do... like for every one of our nobody's connected put your phone down we're missing Mm -hmm. human interaction and we are our circle is two Mm -hmm. and that is too tight a circle it's Um, just a line (laughs) good point (laughs) it's not even a circle (laughs) that's really funny we are a line (laughs) i i do i do wonder like um that what connectivity i'm missing out on that is filling those holes for kids yeah. You know, and it's easier to judge it than it is to experience it. And maybe I'm a mm. little bit, maybe my brain's got too much caulk in it at this point to mm. fit around a new crown molding. But I do think it's, it's, um, it, it's got to fill some holes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I think that right now the kids are all right. I mean, the kids that I'm seeing, like those two girls who did that amazing viral TikTok about the soup cans. Do you oh, know the one I'm talking about? Those two are about? so fun. Or any With of the, the kids. soup. Yeah. yeah. Or any of the kids who are just making cool, fun stuff. And then all of the rest of them who are these incredible fucking leaders like Greta Thunberg and, you know, Emma Gonzalez and all David Hogg. Like all Whoever's of those on the kids. Forbes 30 under 30 right now. Yeah. Right? It's like, yo. They're all right. Thank you. Congrats. The kids are all right. Like, I don't think we need to worry about the kids. It's not the kids who just bankrupted the entire fucking country and mismanaged the pandemic. So, 
Let's hope Thanks, everyone. Good night. Continue to be okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Well, let's land on a good note. Yeah. One of the fucking cool kids who's doing cool shit, our other butt of the week, Laganja Estranja. Our friend Laganja has dropped a new single called Daddy. The video is very sexy. Salacious. And we're going to drop the track. Yes. So Laganja, who has been like killing it during quarantine, doing YouTube uh, shows. And Huge collabs, beautiful photos, collab. photo shoots. Yep. Yeah. So many shows. There's a show with Adam Ill, um, Mr. Mary's. There's the fucking Muse Me show on YouTube. There's so much stuff going on always. It was like, if you don't follow Laganja Stranja on Instagram, you're crazy. So follow Laganja Stranja immediately. And we're going to finish with uh, her track, Daddy, which is um, uh, our friend Zoe, who put us in touch, wrote a little blurb about it that I'm going to share. It says, uh, it's Laganja's new sex-positive drag response to Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's WAP. Just to keep that in mind when you listen to it. You'll hear it. Yeah, love that. Is there a way to end the show where we tie in how we were talking about sex dolls and sex positivity (laughs) with this yeah. Um, song by Lagange. Absolutely. Or... It's hot and sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. We did it. That is, I mean, we filled our hole and made a full circle. We did make a full circle. Very good. Goddamn, yo. Cool. Thanks. We're a circle and a line. <laughs> <laughs> this is so insane. <laughs> Thank you all happening. for listening. Um, we've just gotten a bunch of new reviews on iTunes, which feels amazing, and a bunch of five star clicks. And that's, boy, oh boy, the more of those we get, the better we feel, the more we can do and um, upgrade our lives. So thank you all so much. Follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Slide into our DMs with, um, if you want to hear about strains. Yeah, let us know if you want us to start talking more about like specific strains and dropping some info about, you know, the backstory behind certain strains and growers and all that kind of stuff. A little more cultivation corner. Mm, There it is. yeah, I don't know. Anything else that you want to hear from us? We've got really cool stuff popping for December and for, for next year. There's some big cool stuff coming. So thanks for hanging with us. It means the world. We are actually a circle with all of you who listen and get in touch with us and let us know. Like, our circle is actually big. We have a circle. God damn. It's all of you guys. It is. So wow. many friends. I mean, we've really got friends like getting in touch with us through this pod who are true friends that we've never met. And that's the best thing in the world. God damn. Yeah. That's the ending. Mm-hmm. Bye, everyone. Bye. This is a Laganja Estranja exclusive. Okay. I don't need no daddy, daddy, tryna buy my love. I, I only call him daddy, daddy, when I wanna fuck. Fuck it. I don't need no daddy, daddy, tryna buy my love. I, I only call him daddy, daddy, when I wanna fuck. Got a billion dollar body, it's perfection. I'm expensive, riding Gucci, getting cha-ching highs. I'm a smoking and I know just how to roll it. If you're careful not to blow it, I'ma blow your mind. Donatella Sunday, repentant to Chiani, work it every day like Monday, you know I make my own honey. They thirsty bitches, my couture be dripping, no side chicken, huh? and you tripping, you tripping, you tripping, you tripping. I don't need no daddy, daddy, tryna buy my love, I, I only call him daddy, daddy, when I wanna fuck, fuck it.
ass bitch. I'm a boss over it. 24 karat cut. Bitch, a pussy counterfeit. Don't need no daddy warbucks. Got dollars on dollars, give no fucks. Fuck boys only get fucked up. Direct deposit, show some love. I put my pen to my paper and I let the cheddar fall, fall, fall. Lace front, stay in place, yeah. With my back against the wall, wall. You can't play your player when the player got the ball. I'm a lady in the streets, but in the sheets, I take it all. Wanna fuck?